even the little <laughs> stuff is lining up. <laughs> man, What's old, up, man? Um, dude, sorry again about earlier this week. Um, I oh, had this, good, man. yeah, I had this really weird problem where my car alarm was just like randomly going off. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And my inspections do. So I went to go get it inspected or my registration. Mm. So I went to go get it inspected mm. and it wasn't going to pass inspection because of that. <laughs> Cause it was and yelling it was, at the inspector the whole time. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And wow, part of that wow, is, wow. well, yeah, yeah, part of that is stupid because it doesn't, it doesn't affect the like safety of the car, you know, and it, it, it wasn't everyone else's driving. It was just going off at three thirty AM when I was trying to sleep. You know? Yeah, he was like, this affects everyone else from feeling comfortable. So this doesn't pass. <laughs> yeah. So I I ended up at the at the mechanic. I mean, I was there for like six and a half hours and they ran all these diagnostics on it and came back and were like, well, you know, your alignment's good and your fluids mm. are good and all this. And then all of it turned out to be because I had replaced the battery in my like key fob thing. Oh, right. Yeah. And apparently the old battery had leaked and ruined oh. the key fob. And one of the side effects of that happening is sometimes the car alarm <laughs> just, just goes, goes off. Goes off. <laughs> so six wow, hours and $500 later, everything is cool. But uh, anyway, sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, man. You know, I had to shuffle us around too. So that's just, that's just how it is sometimes. Life, life hits you from all angles, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and being an adult right. blows sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's because you've existed long enough to get more complicated problems. So welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> welcome into your real time investments. It's like, I love this car. And then one day the car will just start yelling at you for no reason. <laughs> Yeah, like damn it. It's like, well, that's just life. You enjoy something. What, what's that? What's the Christopher Nolan quote? The you, uh, you die a hero, live long enough to see yourself become a villain. I feel like that applies to anything. It's like you live some something's great for long enough, you'll start to, you know, it'll start to turn on you in some way. Or like yeah. in uh, when you, what's the, that stupid adage about relationships where you're like, if you see someone that's like, you know, looks fantastic or the you know the grass is greener or whatever, it's like. You see someone out there that looks like a great option. It's like there's someone out there that's over their shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it so doesn't matter how good they look. Someone somewhere is sick of that person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Life is full of problems, but also great solutions. So at least you figured it out, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least it's not some major thing. But that's annoying. My God. That's yeah. like one of the that's like I don't want to sound like all like first world problem me or whatever, but like that's one of those things that's just tiny enough to like just kind of like ruin your day like constantly, like when your belt is squeaking or like stuff like that. Now I'm just ranting about car problems, really out of personal experience, but just like, you know, you're about to pull up to an appointment and you're like, everything's going great. And then your belt starts squeaking. And you're like, ah, damn it. That's like the <laughs> tiniest thing, but it's so annoying and just gets you and like my car's not right. I don't know. Maybe it's. Maybe that's just me, but like, I, 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 that's a personal, it's a real story where I had like this belt that was squeaking all the time that I have enough money to fix it just yet. Cause I had just started my sales job. And so there'd be days where like, I felt like on a roll and then like all of a sudden my car would start making more noises than normal. I'm like, damn it. Oh yeah. It's like takes it out of you. 
<laughs> it really does. And I, I'm like, you know, this, I drive a 2016 Toyota pickup truck and mm-hmm. it's like that truck could survive the apocalypse. Like, you know, <laughs> that's what, that's what Toyota pickups are known for. Right. Like yeah. they can't be killed and it's only five and a half or six years old or whatever. And so it's like, it can't possibly be something that wrong because it's a Toyota pickup truck and you could drop a nuclear device directly on it and you could probably start it right afterwards. I mean, you know, mm. yeah. I mean, those things can't be killed. And the whole thing was because the stupid battery in my stupid key remote thing just like because you, you had a little corrosion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll be right back. Yeah. Well, that's the worst, especially when it's something like that tiny. I mean, it's also nice, but like it always sucks whenever you have to like take it to like a, I don't know. And this is me. I like to try and fix things myself, you know. And so like whenever I try to look at an observable problem, like, okay, well, it's probably this. Oh, it's not that. Okay, maybe it's this. And then you have to go to a dealership and then they, they're like, oh, it was just this tiny little thing that was making this problem. Like, God dang it. Well, I never yeah. knew that. So there's a new lesson. <laughs> it's Yeah. It's so whatever, like, you know, like I can't, I can't possibly, I, you know, I can't even, I can't even get angry at it. Right. Cause it's just like, okay. I mean, cause you're right. It's, it, it, it wasn't something more serious, but like, you know, I'm like trying to conduct my business from a cell phone and, you know, we live in a world of email, and so I know everyone is used to having to send emails from their phone. But like, mm. you know, it's one of those where I was at I was at the Toyota or at the mechanic for like six hours, and I probably sent like fifty or sixty emails. And like, I, I like I told my wife, I'm like my thumbs started cramping. Like, I, you know, <laughs> like, oh yeah, and said uh, worried I was going to sprain that- a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well there's that uh we're in that new era of uh back problems and posture problems where it's like why why are you why do you sit like that why are you stand like that why are you doing this because i don't know i'm constantly hunched over my phone <laughs> yeah <laughs> or like yeah like new new forms of carpal tunnel from just your thumbs because <laughs> yeah <laughs> have uh, have uh, yeah. uh arthritis that is very limited in scope (laughs) (laughs) just your thumbs yeah i mean that probably will happen we'll probably be the generation to find that problem (laughs) in a couple of decades like why are your thumbs a piece of shit and like oh it's because cell phones oh great you know wonderful (laughs) that will that will just be the the next thing in a long list of strange injuries i mean i had an allergic reaction to tattoo ink i mean like Oh. The like that's the kind really? of life I live. I managed I managed to tear a ligament in my wrist playing slow pitch beer league softball in college. I mean, like oh, the wow. ways you that find- I find to hurt myself are just so innovative. Like oh, so impressive. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. So like sir, I broke I broke I had a hairline fracture. This was two years ago. I had a hairline fracture in my right wrist from playing golf. How do you break a wrist playing golf? (laughs) You know, knees or back or whatever. You know, I kind of get it. But wrist playing golf? Uh, I mean, so, yeah, if I end up with, like, carpal tunnel of the thumb, 
that'll be a part you know pardon the sports usage again but that'll be par for my course so <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it's either condition or bad form but when it comes to texting i don't think there's like technique really involved <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah those people that text out novels you know back and forth to each other they're the ones that got to watch themselves in their 40s and 50s <laughs> yeah. damn it i should have called more <laughs> yeah. i should have called you like it was still the 90s but no i had to text you a novel about my feelings and stuff you know those people that like to argue while they're at work <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man how did we get here? Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, besides all the car shit and all that, you know, how have you been? What have you been listening to? Man, I've been pretty good. I've, I'm still listening to a lot of uh, Pearl Charles. I think I mentioned her last mm, time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been enjoying her. That's yeah, I, right. I mean, it's 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 so weird because every once in a while there's a song that sounds like it could be an ABBA song, and then the next song, song sounds like it could be a Dolly Parton <laughs> song, and you're just like, what? But well, see, I think uh, that's the that's the beauty of uh, uh, the reach of um, diversity in music nowadays. That it's not just like this is the pop sound. If you're not listening to this sound, you're a piece of shit. You know, it's like everybody can have their own niche groups and, and have their own, you know, channels for information, which of course can put people in a bubble and, and feedback loops and it's terrible. But if you're trying to, you know, experiment and, and, and look for new things and new horizons, then you're in, it's a beautiful age uh, for me because <laughs> you can find so many <laughs> and and like yeah man like and i feel like that's one of those artists that's another one that's like i mean there's a lot of artists i could throw out there i mean like the first one that comes to mind is like beck like a younger artist that has been surrounded by so many types of music and and access to so much uh, information and and influence that you just channel it all like it, there is no more i mean you can absolutely defend a genre and you can hold it down for who you are or what you think music is but I think nowadays, I think it's even more beautiful to have like this in every man, you know, man or woman, you know, open, open-ended term that like you can be whatever you want. You can, you can flow into the, the dusky, uh, Western, you know, slow, uh, cinematic music and then be psychedelic and also have blues. And then in, at the end of the album, wrap it up with a, a hip hop beat, you know, kind of like structure or whatever. It like, doesn't matter anymore. It's like, it, it's beautiful. And I, I don't know, that's what makes me so um un un uh unlimited in a way or like i don't i try not to govern myself in a way of like thinking you know putting someone in a box thinking that like right. oh this is a uh, it's dubbed like okay because like one like there's a few genres out there that are so open-ended that like you have to investigate to kind of get an idea of what this artist is like anyways like like jazz alternative like those terms are so open-ended like there's just two, there's so many subgenres that like, where do you start? <laughs> where do you, how do you define it? And, and that's why I love those genres more than any other, it seems, is because they are so open-ended and interpreted, interpretive and relative to how you interpret music. Um, I mean, obviously there's structures and stuff that need to be there um, for certain ideas or genres, but I don't know, just talking about an artist that's that's really cool and like you described her sound but then there's also these peripheral sounds and aesthetics that they have too you know these other things that go hand in hand with who they are but it might not just be the immediate idea or the hit song that you relate to them or whatever but that's just i don't know i just love that i, I really love the diversity in in 
in the musical art form and i don't want to go on a rant here or anything but i, I just i really enjoyed pearl charles and 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 it just kind of throws me back in that same kind of thinking of like man i, I love the mix-up i love there's covers but there's also the slow stuff there's also these like really sweet songs like i don't know that's just i just love that any musician that that pumps it out pumps out their artwork with that intention or not but it's just like all they can do is just channel that that variety i just i'm i'm a listener that i really lean into that it's like i know there's people out there like this album just jumps around it feels schizophrenic or something it's like no it's just maybe the the artist has a lot of different sides and this is their story you know this is their way of telling it through the music or whatever i just love it yeah and and i think you you touched on a really good point i mean because sometimes it does sound like the artist is just being indecisive um Mm. but you know if you if you have a command of it and you really make it your own i think that's where you can get that more eclectic um sound but you know if it's just like you know, you have only ever really been into it, like played, you know, alternative rock or whatever. And then one day you just decide to cut a country album just for funsies, but you don't really try and make it your own. You just play mm, kind of what right. you think are the country tropes. Then, yeah, that sounds more like indecision or whimsicalness or, or whimsicalness. I guess the noun form of that would be whimsy. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just I can't believe I just did that. But yes, so indecision or whimsy or whatever. Um, I just tried to make up a word that just didn't need to be make made up. That's that's all. Sorry. Um but but yeah, no, Pearl Charles does it so well that it just sounds like like you know, she actually has a an interest in all of those types of music and really tries to make it her own. And uh yeah, that's what you get. You get just kind of a uh, an album that has something for everything, but it all definitely still sounds like Pearl Charles to me. Um, mm, and yeah, and I can really appreciate that. And that I think is an excellent segue into, <laughs> into yeah. playlist curation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Diversity and, and channeling what you think music should be. That's that I'm glad you picked up on where I was going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about that? It's, it's almost like we've done this before. Um, almost like we planned it. Almost <laughs> like one of these days I'll get the hang of it. Um, yeah. So that, no. that is one thing that I know we wanted to talk about and or one thing that I brought up um, and I, I'm with you. I think this probably will be a slightly shorter topic because uh, you and I could probably beat this particular dead horse for a long, long time. But, uh, <laughs> you know, as with most of our topics, but we well, have to yeah, restrain ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's uh, <laughs> that, that is very true. I don't, I don't know why I try well, to qualify and, that so much. Um, and, and hey, I thought about this. I thought about this. And that's why, you know, our shelf roulette has the uh, the parentheses, you know, title uh, placement of you know and it's in rounds so if we ever want to revisit a topic <laughs> we can oh, always yeah. do that topic you know round two or like whatever <laughs> so yeah whenever you feel like there's more to say it's like we'll just we just gotta work it in later <laughs> yeah <laughs> well um you know so one thing i wanted to talk about and um you you graciously agreed to it was just kind of the lost art of curating a playlist and and um Hmm. 
you know, I don't, I don't know what struck me when we were first talking about it, but, um, well, actually I do. I don't know why I said I don't, I, I knew I had a, a small road trip coming up and I was reminded of high school and, mm. you know, when I still had a CD player before I even had an iPod, then I, then when I did get an iPod, it was a big clunky brick one that I miss every single minute of every day. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I still have, have one a, of my old classics over here somewhere. But yeah, um, yeah, my dad had one that like held down our like music, <laughs> like oh it was yeah, like our music bank for the family. Like yeah, it had like a clear hard case and everything. Like he was like it was like his little baby. He'd go to the library, rent rent you know the the CDs that he was feeling, bring them back, burn them, add them. And then we would listen to it. I mean, obviously he would all the time, but like if we were in the car or, or whatever, like that was mind blowing to me. Like, cause I was so accustomed one, one, uh, I grew up on cassette. Oh yeah. You got it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah his was the black one. Um, oh, is yours the gunmetal one? Is yours like the slightly newer one? Or the yeah, one? this, this was, um, I don't know what year or what model this was. This was the last one I had before. I think that's um, the last one they actually ever made. Yeah, it might have been a last, like the very like final generation or like something. Yeah, because his was a little clunkier and like solid black or like glossy black or whatever. But yeah, man, like, man, that just throws me back to those days of like him. They like, oh, they have the CD at the library and getting so stoked because he could like add it. And then like, obviously I was excited because I'm like, oh, why is dad so excited about this uh pink floyd album with a bunch of bricks on the cover <laughs> you know or or like some like you know whitney houston album or like something like oh okay that's cool and then like he would add it and he'd be like yeah and then we would play him like oh wow this is cool <laughs> you just never know and like me just being that dumb you know that young dumb ego head of just like well i know like what i think music is like but then he would throw out something that i've just never heard before it's just amazing like that was just such a wonderful time for me like when i was like 13 14 because my dad was like burning music and like adding it to that that ipod classic like all the time and it was just like i i think it that that re, that was kind of a regenesis for him like for music like procurement you know because it was we were limited i mean financially and just just resources and and we love music but we love what we had you know we could hold it down on a couple of cassette tapes <laughs> but right. like but man, when that, when he had, when he got that, I just remember it just going crazy. I remember it was like, yeah, I mean, that's the best way for me to, I, to, to label it as like a regenesis. Cause he's always loved music, but this was like, now you have like a mother drive <laughs> for everything you like, you know? And he, he went to work. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to go to all the public libraries and get like every CD I've ever wanted, you know? And he did, man. That was, that was awesome. It was a great time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you know, one thing I miss about kind of that time is is mm -hmm. I miss curating and, and making playlists for specific occasions, you know, and yeah. I, I played a lot of sports. And so I had, um, you know, I had playlists that were that were sports related. So, you know, I had a playlist mm. that was for listening to on the bus on my way to games. I had a playlist yeah. for listening to um you know studying for stuff i had a playlist right. for the drive to school and from school and yeah. if i ever had special trips coming up you know road trips in the summer 
or, or whatever, I loved creating a new playlist and trying to capture what the vibe of the trip was going to be. Mm. And, uh, you know, and sometimes the trip wouldn't, wouldn't really end up that way, but the soundtrack still worked, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. you, you would kind of learn things about the playlist. It's like, Oh man, well, this trip kind of turned out to be a bummer, but then the songs that I had in the playlist anyway, also kind of fit the bummer situation, which, uh, <laughs> you know, in some ways is kind of a bright spot. So, um, you know, and there was something about, knowing that you were going to be around people who maybe had not been exposed to as many different types of music or whatever. So you knew that you needed to put some stuff in there that was, that was going to blow their minds. I, I loved right. doing that with the blues, you know, I'm, mm. I'm growing oh, yeah. having, Oh yeah. I mean, you know, growing up in Texas and, and going to college at Texas A&M, most of my, <laughs> most of my friends, or at least the ones that didn't play basketball, listened to nothing but the very worst, like Nashville country music. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and it's uh, whatever, if people get joy out of it, whatever, I'm not, sure, you know, yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah. not here to judge. Um, I'm judging a yeah, little bit, but we're not here for it. Um, <laughs> But, you know, when I would take road trips in college with people who I knew only listened to, you know, whatever was on on the pop country station at the time. Yeah, I love throwing some muddy waters in there in a playlist or whatever, because it still kind of has a Delta Southerny sound. But obviously, obviously, muddy waters is not country music. So, yeah. um, Oh, yeah. I mean, that's I don't know whether you're a casual or casual like playlist curator um or you know someone in a professional realm like a dj um uh at an event you know i'm i I think that is always one of the most satisfying dynamics in curating music is is to take someone on a familiar um journey i guess you could put it that way um and then show them or educate them, you know, like I know, like with hip hop and, and DJs, that's a big, big thing is you, you hit it off, not with the song that, you know, is going to set it off, but with the sample that they, they used or the original source from the sample that is, that is on that bump and song or whatever you're going to, you're going to, you know, blow them away with. And in, and it, by extension, you're educating them. They're like, Oh, here's this old, you know, doo-wop song from the fifties. Everyone's like, why the hell is he starting off with this? And then, and, you know, and then, and it transitions into like the sampled part, you know, that Kanye or whoever used into it. And then like, boom, there it goes. Um, it's like, that's, that's, that's a phenomenal transition. But, um, that relation, that the understanding that, you know, there's country, there's dynamics in country music that I think you would understand and appreciate, like lend your ear to when it comes to like blues or Delta blues or something. Um, and and i mean i don't know as a text uh, i mean we're both texas texans here but um i mean w- whenever i've shown anyone like the delta blues or like early black key stuff like that i know loves country like one of those people that's like oh i love i like music but like you know my main thing is country like those types of people like they always love it <laughs> like it's oh, like yeah. it's, it's it's in that same like vein of like it's in that same like kind of timing and groove, you know, but it's a little sassier and it's a little grittier, you know, it's not, it's not as like, not ballad It's more just like pure raw thought, you know, which I think is relatable, but you put it in a different form of aesthetic and then people find it even more relatable. 
I mean, that, to me, that's what the blues has always felt like is more of like this raw form of expression, channeling a certain, you know, aesthetic. Um, and I think everyone wants that. Everyone wants to see like, uh, that type of, of expression, but they want it kind of tied into something that's familiar. And I think that's a great, you know, uh, tie in, you know, the country to the, to the blues aesthetic. But when it comes to curating, like for moods and, and situations and stuff, like, no, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, I mean, I, I've been doing that for a long, long time. Um, and I know there's still people out there that do it. And I know uh, one thing that's cut back on that, which forgive me if you've already mentioned this, but the, 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 the curated playlist by the platforms, you know, by the streaming services, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely sure has curbed some of those intentions from people of wanting to build their own just because it's already there. You know, why, why look for an acid jazz party pop mix <laughs> when you could absolutely like search that exact thing. And then like, yeah, I'm sure that, n- that niche little like playlist exists. Like, it's out there like and it's probably curated by spotify like at this point like just because that's where we are you know 2022 it's like these streaming platforms are no longer just a channel they they curate and they control in a certain way and they want to make sure they keep people's attention and so they get you know the subs have subs you know there's little offshoots of everybody and and that's how they stay accurate you know that's how they're aware metric on, on the on the numbers games you know watching what's interesting watching what's causing waves um through data you know just just pure data points but i mean it's there though it's just it's just really interesting because i mean that's kind of what sparked this idea of us talking about this is those those playlists don't feel the same <laughs> you know there's yeah. like a, there's a little bit of a coldness or or i'll put this i'll put it this way that the calculated like algorithm or the background work into like making it there and it not being dubbed by someone saying that like, Oh, because there are playlists that are that way. Like, like there there's playlists that like, this is the name of the playlist and it's only curated by this artist and like, Oh, okay. That's cool. I like that because if I like that artist then maybe I understand where it's coming from. But when it's just kind of like this, you know, um, amalgamation or this 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 collection of of songs that are that are working well and it's only going off in numbers like there's just something about that you not being able to see like why they picked it and why it's just popular i just feel like we're at this point or maybe just me but i'm just going to throw it out there where we want more something more organic we want to see it you know selected because someone liked it because of their ear not because it was just it it, it was playing well and and on on the numbers you playing the number game you know they're like oh well this one's scoring well so we need to put it in the playlist i know that's a part of it but um there's just something different about that like as an individual too but professionally too that like you can lean into like what your ear likes and not just what's playing well with other people i don't know does that make sense (laughs) yeah i I agree i i mean it it is it is just uh, there's a little bit of distance or something that you don't get with a personally curated mm. playlist. And it, it's, yeah. I mean, you know, it's the difference between having, um, you know, Grandy's or KFC versus having <laughs> your grandmother fry the chicken. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's right. just, yeah. it's, it's not that it's not that KFC is bad. I mean, I like KFC. Right. I, I know y'all no, can't good. see me, but Russell knows what size I am. He knows I like KFC. So, <laughs> But, um, 
but you know, I still prefer no, my grandmother's chicken. chicken. Uh, right. So. No. Well, that's a good comparison because it's it's not really like because I don't like that sometimes saying like organic like music or music curation is inorganic like because it doesn't doesn't feel right because there's so much like commitment to an idea to get it there that was organic in some way but but to say that it doesn't like feed you the same it's like it's it's or you don't process it the same or it's it's just synthesized differently like i mean that is the difference there's a different idea behind it when you're approaching it like when you're when your buddy says hey man here's the playlist i listen to when i'm working like when you're working you might honestly want to try it out and you have a model in mind of like oh okay yeah 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 he's this way and so this is probably what he considers chill or like what he considers a work environment or whatever but when you don't know the person involved and you just get a playlist dubbed soft rock chilled whatever whatever and you listen to it you're like why is this nothing but uh um i don't know (laughs) death cab for cutie and like uh, or like just like a mix of like songs that you're like i don't consider it that at all and it's just like it just feels feels odd um that's where i do really really do appreciate though the fact that these platforms uh, whether it's apple music or spotify do also still include um, for the everyday user the social aspect to where you can publicly put your playlist out there um and i know obviously you're in a crowd of people that probably named their playlist the exact same damn thing work mix two work mix three or like you know like oh chill vibes <laughs> playlist whatever i'm sure it has the same exact title as like a bunch of other people but at least it's out there i mean like because i've done that i i make i have so many random playlists whether it's for like what the mood i'm in right now the season i'm in right now you know or even like musical releases like i try to keep that different like I have like a rando new season like playlist that I like I like carve up and swap out all the time just that it's like the last two months or so of like the new things I've picked up just just so I keep them in a in a section just so I know what's new um but then I have my master playlist like a huge one that has like 6,000 songs of everything (laughs) that I think is like great like 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 because I've explained this to you before like I wouldn't label it like using modern terms, like saying like, oh, these are all certified, like bangers are all certified, like (laughs) beautiful songs. But in my mind, in our interpretation, each of those songs has like a really like strong spirit, like behind it. It has a strong like vibe behind it, whether it's happy, sad, in between, weird, ugly, it channels it well and it tells a story well and I enjoyed it. So I'm going to throw it in that playlist. It has a moment, you know, for some time, but I don't know when it comes to like really curating a playlist, like I'm like, I'm going to take myself out of modern times and throw it back to like 10, 15 years ago. Like I remember reading a long time ago to curate it, like a, a plane flight, you know, there needs to be like a, like an up, you're going up and there's going to be, you know, the presence where you're going to be. And then there's going to be a part where it comes back down. Like you need to, it needs to tell a story, but also, it needs to have a start and an ending. At least that was the old idea of me. Nowadays, I feel like my playlists kind of like they're built to just kind of keep being circulated. Like, because <laughs> like I think back then my my idea of like using music was almost more short term. It wasn't like a constantly running thing like I do now in like my working life. Like it's always running in the background or like when I'm cleaning or just doing normal things or driving, like it's still running. Now I'm more focused on keeping it continuous, I guess, 
seems to be more of my my habit making sure it runs together really well rather than like telling a story or trying to like yeah yeah i'll just leave it at that telling a story through it because that used to be an idea of mine um but now i just don't do that now i have like my chill work mixes and like my high energy stuff and all that kind of stuff i don't know it's just really interesting like how it's changed or how i've changed i guess yeah <laughs> It is. I mean, there's definitely a touch to it, and you know, we've we've both said it's a little bit of a lost art. I, I think people, um, you know, your age and younger still remember doing that, but you know, but people who are college students now have never had to do that, you mm -hmm. know, and it's it's just wild. But you know, and sometimes it has funny results. I, I'll tell you, I had. Um, you know, like you, I had a huge master playlist that was, you know, 50 hours of music or something like that. And yeah. uh, one time I was coming back from New York City. We went to my family went to New York on vacation one time. And when we were flying back, I put my my uh, headphones on and just, you know, clicked shuffle. And as we got on the plane, the first song that came on was Crash. <laughs> <laughs> by, by the dave matthews band and i'm like i'm not gonna sit in an airplane and listen to a song called crash so i just <laughs> i took my headphones off and read a book but <laughs> that's not setting the right vibe <laughs> yeah and i'm like I, I i know that's not what dave was talking about but you know why tempt fate um <laughs> yeah, why, why get the universe involved right now <laughs> yeah right so um but yeah, I mean, there, there was something great about it. And then, you know, kind of within the realm of uh, playlist and, and kind of pre-playlist, but it also ran alongside it for a while. You had mixtapes, mix CDs, mm, yeah. and, uh, you know, that was always such a fun thing to participate in. And, you know, that was, that was, um, <laughs> I think, I think a modern psychologist would call it my love language because, you know, that's, you know, <laughs> like when I was in high school, if I wanted to show someone some form of, and I don't, I don't necessarily mean romantic yeah. affection, although no, I did no, try that yeah. several times, but you know, if, if, <laughs> if I, if I wanted to connect with someone or whatever, I mean, that's what I do. I'd burn yeah. them a mix, you know? And, yeah. Uh, give them a mix of like how you interpreted them or like what you think they would enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Ironically yeah. enough, if it was someone I had romantic intent with crash by Dave Matthews would definitely be on there. But I'd man, also, those... I'd, I'd write on the CD, do not listen in plain. Oh, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Do not listen in a group setting or like in those little asterisk <laughs> notes at the top. Like, do not play in front of other people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a personal <laughs> gift. Like, yeah, man. Like, yeah, those CD, those CD mix like memories, man, of like the chrome, chrome CD tops, you know, with the, the black Sharpie bullshit on top. <laughs> it's oh, just yeah. yeah man like that's just so funny to think about like nowadays someone downloads an app and curates a playlist and then hits share and copies the link to their to their to their boo and they're like hey i, I made this and thought of you but like man back in the day man you had to like make ha own that content burn it put it on your laptop uh, buy the cd the blank record it to the blank draw yeah. on that shit and your shitty penmanship you know, it's like, I hope you can read this shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
and you, then give it to them in person. Risk you. It, oh, yeah. You had to give it to them in person, not text oh, yeah. it to them. Hey, I thought about you today, you know? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes <laughs> if it was a song you didn't have and you didn't want to run out to Sam Goody, oh. you had to like risk giving your computer a terminal illness by getting on Kaza or something Lime like that. LimeWire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. And then, like, if you didn't put it in a case, like a dumbass, you just gave them the loose CD and then they just took it. Like, oh, thanks, man. And they just throw it in their backpack. Yeah. Fuck. That makes me get scratched up and I have to make another one. God dang it. I put in like an hour of work into that. (laughs) Do do you remember the the programs that would let you print labels on the CDs? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I only only say this once. I only did it a couple of times, but I our, um, the media tech program I took in high school for three years that taught me like everything we're doing now. <laughs> um, <laughs> it uh, we had we had a, a like a legit like burning and and label printing like machine for DVDs and CDs, uh, and it was like very limited. And it was because people would make stupid stuff that they didn't let people use it all the time. But like. Uh, I made one or two of them and I'm pissed at myself because I know I at least made one of them. I think I designed another one, but never made it because it was one of those things where like you couldn't always do it and you had to like, just like do it at the right time or like put it, add the project in when you're in the middle of like a big project. Like we just, we just filmed all of like the band UIL like competition or whatever. And we're printing all these things out. And then like, if you're in charge of like printing all of them out, then like once the batch is done and you still have like free time, then like, burn one extra cd and print your stupid label on it you know <laughs> whatever <laughs> i think i only ever did that like once actually and i don't even know where it is that's why i'm like kind of pissed and don't want to talk about it but um <laughs> but like <laughs> but i know exactly what you're talking about like because i remember thinking of that too like i don't want because I, I at least back in the day i had really shitty penmanship so like i don't want to like write these things out so like i'd rather design it you know <laughs> i'm definitely one of those people i'd rather speak through technology the firm up <laughs> what i'm about rather than like naturally drawing it out because i need someone to you know help me out <laughs> Especially on yeah i i generally um i generally hand wrote because i didn't know anyone who um really i didn't know anyone who had a one of those printers, printers and yeah oh yeah when I was people. in uh, when I was in high school, there was there was some one of the classes got one right, like a like yeah, a multimedia yeah. kind of class, and mm-hmm. I didn't take the class, but I knew people in it, and um, I uh, I did get in trouble because I tried to take a leaf out of Kid Rock's book and and put a middle finger on the CD, <laughs> like <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, great, uh, in, in yeah, so the responsibility. Oh yeah, well you know I was like seventeen and it was <laughs> yeah. just and plus I'm sure it was I mean it was probably a it was probably just a copy of like a tenacious D CD or something. No, I mean, <laughs> you know, like, uh, um, but you know, yeah, and one of the teachers saw it and I had to explain to her that I was not intending it towards her. I was just using it for the CD label and luckily she <laughs> believed me and I was telling the truth. I mean, I, I got along with most teachers, but uh, you know, it, was, it was just kind of funny. But 
Yeah, man, it was uh, putting putting those CDs together, putting the mixes together, putting all this thought into it, and then the worst thing in the world is when you would finally get the 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 uh, you know the track list perfect, mm-hmm. and then you look down mm-hmm. and it was like eighty five minutes of music, and oh, you only had long. an eighty minute CD, oh, so you had to you yes. had to cut, you had to make cuts. <laughs> yes. Oh wow. Yes. That's. Oh my god. That, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, oh, I'm yeah. in that mode right now, like, because I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working on some music to release this year. Actually, I have a single coming out this week. Heads up, um, my very first single. Um, but you know, I'm trying to get like a full album or at least an EP done and, and out this year, and um, like something like you know, pr- professional and, and high quality. But I've also been looking into like just one off, like those one off like lathe cutter like people that make vinyl like records like just like a one-off record just to kind of collect some of the jams and songs that i like i really enjoyed over the last few years that we've made but maybe i wouldn't release it but i'd like to have it as a physical copy just because i am like a vinyl person um and that's a that's a limit you know obviously vinyl is like limited to like a certain um set amount of time for each side and like i i like i haven't done it yet personally because of that because i'm always like how the hell am i gonna like stack it like man that's such a uh such weird math like audio math <laughs> um but like yeah like that I, I just bring it up because it's the closest thing that's a relative problem <laughs> to me that relates to that that's from like 10 you know way well, longer than that like 15 <laughs> years ago um in regards to like yeah a cd limit and thinking like oh like you know like i really like 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 I, like I'll, I'll even keep it general like not even like this is for someone but thinking like this is this is my summertime mix, you know, that kind of shit that like, yeah, you get 60 minutes, 62 minutes, whatever the burn limit is. And then like, yeah, like, man, I like, yeah, it's just all hitting me back again. Like all the anxiety is coming back (laughs) (laughs) of like, Oh man, this is, this is such a good lineup. And then doing the math and realizing like, wait, this is in the eighties. I need to be in the sixties, like, you know, a time limit. And it's like, damn it. I'm going to have to cut out, you know, this sublime song or this like <laughs> this Coldplay song or like whatever the vibe was, whatever. But yeah. yeah. Damn. You know, I, I, it, you know, you would make <laughs> one and you'd run out of, you'd run out of room. And so you'd make another. And then by the time you're finished, you have like summer mix, 2004, volume one, volume two, volume three, <laughs> volume four. And then, you yeah. know, everyone had the thing on their visor that had their CDs in it if they didn't have the book, right? I had both. Oh, yeah. I I kept my favorites. It was was like the MySpace top eight friends of of music (laughs) was what went on the visor. That was was really the music, uh, um, the the listener, like professionals, you know, or, or the whatever, the the mid-tier like professionals, people that loved music was like, you'd have the book and like the back seat probably or like glove compartment. Um, and then, and then the visor thing was like your, your, your hot, you know, your, your, yeah. your, your hot topics, the hot ones that you, you got to keep in rotation. <laughs> and like, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that was it. That was it, man. Or, so or like, fun, yeah. Man. Yeah, man. That's so crazy to like think back on just cause like that doesn't, that's not really like, that probably isn't really practiced like at all. Cause why, yeah. why would you? When a when a new album would come out that everyone wanted, um, and I'm trying to think of one that pops to mind, uh, maybe like Rush of Blood to the Head by Coldplay. 
Mm-hmm. I, I can remember there was a group of like four or five of us that all pooled our money. Someone's mom took us to town East mall and mesquite. We went to mm-hmm. Sam Goody. We bought it uh-huh. with the pooled money. And then the idea was we would, we would take that one CD, burn it like five times and just distribute it among the people who had contributed money to the, yeah. to the overall oh, yeah. fund. <laughs> yeah, man. I remember that. Yeah, dude. Cause that, that's literally like, that was my concept until like, I don't know, I either got to a certain age or a certain point where like just people weren't willing, like I didn't have anyone interested, like willing to throw it down. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll just download it. <laughs> yeah. That was just because I, I was young, dumb and poor, but you know, <laughs> now, nowadays you always, on, on all of the illegal downloading sites that when a new album would come out, you would almost instantly find all those songs on Kaza oh, or LimeWire or whatever. But then like half of them were, you know, just viruses or just noise that wasn't actual music or. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know. Or had like, I remember I, I downloaded this like really bum copy of the big come up because like I, I couldn't find like a CD of it like anywhere. And I had heard it on, I think it was Pandora because there wasn't like Spotify yet or whatever. And it was only those streaming services where like they curated the music. So like you would hit, you would search the song or the artist or idea mood that you were looking for, but then they would send you like mixed up music, like not just one artist, you know, which I guess is mainly Pandora. And like, I remember like, like, yeah, like listening to the big come up through that and being like, Oh, that's really cool. And then like downloading it and like, yeah, they're just being a bunch of bullshit, like included <laughs> like in it. <laughs> to, the, to the point where like, you know, the final track on that, the 240 years before um, earth began or whatever, whatever that track is called the ghost track, the bonus yeah. track to the, to the point where like when I saw that one was included, I'm like, Oh yeah. 21 minutes, you piece of shit. Like this isn't real. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like I thought that was bullshit when I downloaded it. Cause I never heard the full album yet. Whenever I had, whenever I was at that point in my life. Um, like, yeah. And I mean, that, that track is a little bullshit. Cause like it's only the, it, it is dubbed 21 and something minutes long, but it's only like a two minute long song. <laughs> yeah. It's just, there's just emptiness at the end, but yeah, I don't know. Wow. But yeah, it's so crazy to th- try and reel, reel in those thoughts of, of the past, of like past practices of like honoring music and using music and sharing music, like beyond a, a digital like pathway or something, you know, trying to keep things in person and tangible, all that kind of shit. It's just, it's just such a different way of thinking and investing time and, and sharing, you know yourself you know because there's just so much work like, that was work you put in yourself to express in a certain way and then you gave it away and like that's one copy like you could you definitely could make other copies but then that's more work to burn another copy you don't just share the link like i don't want to sound like an old man here but like anytime technology makes something easier it, it also strips away a little bit of the feeling behind it in my opinion like the intentional like feeling behind it um not maybe because of you doing the action, but because the person that receives it might already understand that, well, I could just share this by the click of a button and you did the same thing. So that's pretty easy. But to look yeah. at someone, like, go through CDs, download them, sort them, put them in a certain placement, print it even, or label it and then find you and give it to you. And then you have to keep it in good condition so that it 
it, you know, is playable. That's just so different than like, here's a link that's never going to erode. That's never going to go away. You know, the digital permanency, I think, is given way of like a different, you know, frivolence to think about music. But I think people like you and me still kind of hold down those old, those ideas in a certain way. And I just added, yeah, it's just so, so, so weird. Like when you brought up this topic, I'm like, oh, that's a cool idea. And then as I like really started to like think it over, I'm like, wow, that's a whole other different like culture. It's like a past culture in a way. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what about it is, is, is so compelling to me. And, you know, I would encourage people listening who, who did not grow up with that or, or were not, um, mm-hmm. you know, cognitively viable at the time, at least, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, make a playlist. I mean, I, if you have an iPhone, you can do it straight from your phone, but just, you know, make a playlist. If you've got a trip coming up or whatever, you know, yeah. if you know it's a three hour road trip, try and make yourself a three hour playlist. I mean, yeah. it really, it, it forces you to think about music and, you know, you'll be thinking about a mood and some song will come to mind and you'll play it before you add it to the playlist. And you're like, eh, no, that's not really what I'm going for. And, you know, right. you'll you'll find songs in your library that you have forgotten about. You will find the song. You know, there used to oh, be dude. jokes, um, uh, you know, when CDs were still in the main medium that, you know, it's like every every album had that one song that everyone skipped. And then you come back to that album like three years later and listen to that song again, listen to that song for the first time in forever. And you're like, man, why did I always skip this? So this song rocks, you know, <laughs> you know, and that, those are the kind of moments that you can have when you're actually putting together a playlist. And, and mm-hmm. I, I think it creates a level uh, and I, you know, I hate using the word intimacy because it's got such gross constant connotation sometimes, but you know, it does create a real intimacy between you as the listener and the, the curator of the playlist and the music yeah. itself. Um, well, it's a, it's a different mode of expression. Like I know what makes it m- might not feel that way is it's because you're not the artist emoting. You're not the artist actually fl- flexing and flexing these emotions, but you're the one pinpointing it and causing it to be a focal point at the right time, which is your form of art form. You know, I mean, just like a newscaster, a newscaster that can tell a great story. He's retelling the story technically, isn't he? Because he didn't cause the news, but he can, he can hold it down well and explain it well. And I think that's that when you become a master, you know, playlist curator or DJ, I'll put it that way. Then you are, you are, you are very aware, cognizant and, and complex in the form of like tying things in and telling a story with purpose and not just like, this is just because it's cool. This is just because I think this is the vibe. Like, like, no, like you have firm definitions of what it's supposed to be and what it's supposed to feel like. And that, and, and, and whenever you try to turn it into a profession, I mean, I just, you need to include practice and whenever you want to be better at making your own playlist and you just have to keep it up, you know, like what you were just saying, like make a play, play like, like, and sharing it. I mean, I don't know any art form. That's what you're going to run into is like, you have your definitions, you hold it down, but then you share it. And then someone else is like, Oh, that's really cool, man. But like, I don't think you would, I would, I wouldn't call that chill wave. Like, cause it doesn't have this aesthetic in it. Or I wouldn't call that chill because like that tempo seems a little fast. And all of a sudden you get this adjustment and you're like, Oh, well, you know, 
well, Rob doesn't consider this chill. Like, so what the hell is chill? And you start to like kind of adjust a little bit and, and by sharing and practicing, you start to like, you know, be more equipped with like how to identify like, well, no, that does kill the vibe or that's not it. And you get better. But like that, that was the practice in, in expression through music, like in sharing a mix CD or, or tape or whatever. I mean, nowadays, I mean, yeah, of course a playlist, but like, I don't know. That's how I still interpret it. Like if you send me a playlist, man, like today, today, someone older, younger, it doesn't matter. Someone sends me a playlist and they made it themselves. And they're like, Hey man, this is like my mix for when times are hard. And this is my mix when times are great. Or like, who gives a shit? If they share it with me, that's, that's almost the equivalent of them painting something for me to me because they're trying to express and explain something through something. I know you didn't make those paints that you painted with, but you used them. You understood that the hues mix together and give off a feeling. And you made that decision. You didn't construct and build the canvas, but you understand how to use it as a platform. Same thing with these, these streaming services. Like, it's like, you don't have to know everything, but if you can channel the thought in a, in a well-curated manner, then like that's, that's enough to hold my attention. And, and, and at the purest thought, I see it as expression and it's appreciated. I don't know. I just want to throw this out there for any homies or listeners that are listening that like, man, it's like, if you build a playlist, it's like own that shit. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be like, well, this is, this is Dan's interpretation of what jazz is. Fuck that. Like say like, this is jazz. And like, I think this is great. It's like run with it, share it. And then if it's not it, then just learn and move on. And, and I just, just express, you know, and I think playlists are a beautiful way and semi-passive way nowadays to be expressive um, because you don't have to post it, you know, like on the streaming service, you don't, you don't make an announcement that you made a playlist, you make it and then someone can find it by Google or not Google, but searching on Apple music, chill wave eighties playlist. And then they can search through the playlist and find you that way. And, and if you do a good job of curating the sound and you might get a follower and um but if you share it with someone you know then maybe they'll know you a little bit better but that's how i see playlists man it's just a different mode of expression that you know you're not immediately making the music but you're using it and you can you can tell a story and yeah i think it really is a an art form and still is yeah i mean i i couldn't have said it better myself i mean i i don't i don't want to add anything to that because it was perfect I agree. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. You, it's just uh, originally when we thought uh, brought up this this topic, I was like, "Oh, that's a good one," and I definitely thought it would be on the shorter side. But like as I thought about it, almost as I reflect on any old medium or media, medium or media, like I just realized, like, man, there's a different form of importance or a different level of interaction involved, and. uh I think that's what I've I held on more than anything, you know, for this topic was realizing like at the end of the day, today, yesterday, 10 years ago, 30 years ago, if you made a mix, it is a form of expression. And I, I don't know if you're if you appreciate music, I think it's still worthwhile, especially if you have someone in your life that connects with it in the same or, you know, or, or you feel that there's someone in your life that connects to music in that way. It's a great mode of expression you know, to collect your thoughts and curate them in a specific manner. Um, it's work, but it's practice. And, um, I don't know any, any form of expression that's, that's 
that's high quality and pure in a way. It wasn't just that way off the cuff most of the time. And, and I think that this plays into that, you know, making a playlist is a practice and, and, uh, yeah, to illustrate yourself to others, you know, if you want to. I agree. And I, the, the last thing I will add, um, is, you know, by, by way of example, um, you know, so I, I got married, uh, I got married in 2019. I got married in May Mm. of 2019 and we, my wife is a very frugal person. And so, and neither one of us wanted to just spend a ton of money on the wedding. We, we never really saw the point of it. I mean, that was just our philosophy. We're not knocking people who spend a lot of money on weddings, but you know, yeah. ours was like, let's have this be a party that just happens to include a wedding. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, to save money, uh, you know, we didn't have a DJ, we didn't have a band. I just made a playlist and yeah. I had a PA system and I had everything hooked up and I spent, a few days, I mean, probably a week even just very carefully putting that playlist together and even putting the tracks in the right order, yeah. um, you know, going through and find my wife and I have very, very differing taste in music, but I didn't, you know, I didn't want to leave her out completely, even though my taste in music is better than hers, but, um, you know, <laughs> great thing to admit about your wedding day. Um, <laughs> but you know, and, and I did it. It worked. I mean, the, the, our wedding was great. And, uh, you know, I still have that playlist on my phone and I still listen to it. And it is nice because when I hear those songs in that order, it takes me back there, um, right. in, in as close to a real way as it can. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's just nice because now I'm going to have those memories associated with those songs in that order. And, mm. uh, you know, I think that there, well, I know there is something to be said for it. And, and that's why, um, you know, that's why I would just encourage people to not let the art form of, of the playlist die. I mean, you know, Mm. make one and, and it's, it's, it's like you said, it's, you know, it's for you own it. Um, if you want to share it, you can, it is a very expressive way to do that. Um, but just don't let the, don't let the method die because it's uh, before long, there's not going to be anyone who knows how to do it. And and that's going to be a lost form of comfort that will join mm. dozens, if not hundreds or thousands of forms of lost comfort through the ages. But uh, yeah. it's kind of interesting because now we have the way to preserve things, um, you know, for the collective memory. And so theoretically we shouldn't lose as many of those comfort forms anymore because we're not, you know, second century BC Etruscans or ancient Sumerians or anything, you know, where people, I mean, for, for, I mean, for God's sake, we're doing this podcast over the cloud. I mean, it's, everything is going to space and we're talking face to face. It's nuts. Right. So, (laughs) um, you know, I think that's what, I think that's, what's interesting is this is a form of comfort that is dying, but we are cognizant of its death and, uh, we can prevent it. And it just, it just takes more people to embrace it and lean into it. And I hope that they do hope that you do if you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. And if, and if you have a way to stoke that type of thinking in someone else, then do it. And and what's, what's keeping you from doing it, you know, from, from sharing something with someone 
just because it takes two minutes to do it. You know, like, uh, that's a little, and we can kind of wrap it up with this kind of stuff, but like, you know, I mean, that, that that's an idea that I try to limit my, my selfish thinking with all the time, which is thinking like, could I do this for someone? And it, and if it takes less than two minutes and I'll just stop it and do it immediately. And, and in my life, a lot of times that stems from music thinking that I'm listening to something and, you know, oh man, Mike would really like this. Or like, I, I, I remember listening to this with so-and-so 10 years ago or whatever, and using that as a mode of connection with, with people that I know and people that I love and, and sharing it back with them and saying like, man, this made me think of you. And then sparking a, you know, a brand new conversation with someone that I haven't talked to in years or, or who knows what, but, you know, curating and, and observing and, and prioritizing certain pieces of music or art forms, but I guess we'll keep it the music, you know, that just keeps you connected with other people. And, and the more you share it, you know, the more that they think about it, they might think about you and vice versa. And, and, and I've seen that in myself, you know, especially as an adult over this last decade, like realizing like what we're just doing right now, thinking back at these old times, thinking like building these playlists, making these fucking CDs and thinking like <laughs> how important it was to me and like who I had in mind and all these things. And like, do I still think about that person? Like, yeah, maybe every now and then. And just realizing that like, man, that was a lot of work. That was a lot of effort. And, and it was all from the point of expressing and connecting and, 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 you know, the, that's how I see the practice of playlists is, is, is sharing. Cause I mean, anyone can make a playlist and it be self-serving, but when you can share it with someone else and it also hit or provide, you know, a resource, I think that's, that's that other level that I think you and me both like revel in where it's like, man, I loved like sharing it with someone then like us, you know, enjoying it together. And then not just being, not being because I did it or because it was my idea, but because like we could both enjoy it equally and and observe it equally as like something enjoyable like fuck who i am like who cares i just i'm just glad that it got here you know and um i don't know because you know i mean I, I, I mean that's how i see it i'm sure you're similar but when i just think about music i just try not to put it in that kind of box of and and keeping it like hyper holy or something but really making sure it's like obtainable and relatable and and playlists i think are just a great avenue for that it's a great way to channel music and thought and to to link up you know in a certain way and uh yeah i really hope people keep that up and and don't just give give way to algorithms and and how the market and metrics are are working out but i don't think it will but as as two people here who have built it on a physical form you know to share with people <laughs> It's, it's definitely a practice that, you know, we respect and I just, I hope people keep it in mind, I guess, the way that we have, um, moving forward, I, I feel like is, is how we both feel. I agree. Yeah. Hmm. Playlist, yeah. man. They mess you up. Yeah. <laughs> who, who knew that such a simple thing would lead to, uh, Probably some of the more earnest, uh, sober thoughts that we've had on this. I mean, you and me together on this thing. I mean, hey, it's, man, I've thrown out good thoughts over this last few months. Oh, yeah. No, I, <laughs> hey, I'm not knocking. <laughs> I just meant, you know, 
I don't even think I said cocaine once. The whole ah, oh, damn, there I, I go. <laughs> there was no drug use mentioned. So, well, we weren't talking about artists. We were talking about us curating. So, I think that's uh, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, but this is a good one, man. It really made me throw myself back into a in a, a retro state of mind. You know, throw me back into that you know, 15 years ago, what were my musical priorities? You know, why was I so obsessed with making sure homie didn't scratch my CD when he gave it back and just realizing how important that was and realizing, like, damn, man, I gotta go buy another one. Fuck, you know, like, or whatever, like just so crazy, man. Different world, different time. Different world. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got anything else on this one? I don't think so, man. I'm I'm impressed with this. I I think uh <laughs> you know. No, I don't. I think I think I think we've said that all that all that needs to be said. Nice. All now. right, cool. Yeah, <laughs> this was a good one. Well, till next time.